Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us have compassion for ourselves and others. This is the 47th chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle. And I invite you to open your heart to these words. There are two points which are the duty of our soul. One is that we should wonder reverently. The other, that we should suffer meekly, always rejoicing in God. For he wants us to know that in a short time, we shall see clearly in him all that we desire. And in spite of this, I considered things and wondered very much what the mercy and forgiveness of God really is. For from what I had already learned, I understood that the mercy of God would be the remission of his anger after our time of sin. For I thought that to a soul whose whole intention and desire is to love, the anger of God would be harsher than any other punishment, and therefore I took it that the remission of his anger would be one of the principal points of his mercy. But however hard I looked and longed, I could not see this anywhere in the whole showing. But with his grace, I shall say a little of what I saw and understood of the works of God's mercy." I understood that we men are changeable in this life, and through frailty and accident, we fall into sin. Man is naturally weak and foolish, and his will is smothered. And in this world, he suffers storm and sorrow and woe. And because of this, his own blindness, he does not see God. For if he saw God continually, he would have no evil feelings, nor any sort of impulse toward the craving which leads to sin. I saw and felt this at the same moment, and the sight and the feeling I was given seemed to me exalted and generous in comparison with our usual feelings in this life. But yet I thought they were low and mean in comparison with the great longing which the soul has to see God. For I felt in myself five kinds of emotion, joy, mourning, desire, fear, and sure hope. Joy, because God allowed me to understand and recognize that it was he himself I saw. Mourning, because I was bereft of him. Desire, which was always to see him more and more, understanding and recognizing that we shall never be completely at rest until we see him truly and clearly in heaven. Fear, because it seemed to me during all that time that the vision would fail and I would be left to myself. My sure hope was in his endless love. So I saw that I would be protected by his mercy and brought to his bliss. 
and rejoicing in his sight with this sure hope of his merciful protection gave me understanding and comfort so that the mourning and fear were not very painful. And yet, in all this, I saw from God's showing that this kind of sight of him cannot continue in this life, cannot for his own glory and the augmentation of our endless joy. And therefore, we often lack the sight of him, and we are immediately thrown back into ourselves, where we have no right feelings, nothing but our own contrariness, and that of the ancient root of our first sin with all those contrived by ourselves that follow from it. And in this, we are tossed and troubled with all the many different feelings of sin and suffering, both of the body and the soul, which are known to us in this life. Early in her visions, Julian records that she was sure she would be overcome by fiends if she shifted her focus from Jesus on the cross in front of her to look up to God the Father in heaven. She recounts how glad she was that she chose Jesus as her salvation and refused to look away from him. Today, she seems to say that the same is true of us in a figural sense. When we lose our attention from Jesus, when the weakness of our attention overcomes us, that is where we fall to the fiends, where and when sin is crouching at the door. There's no strong arming our way through this, no perfect fail-safe method to avoid our weakness of attention. It's just a fact of our mortality. So in this way, our attention and our falling into sin is like mindfulness meditation. In that practice, bells or timers or our own minds are used as tools to help us realize when we've wandered from our intended focus. The assumption and truth being that we always do wander. And when we notice... We're called to compassionately draw our minds and thoughts back to our intention, back to the thing that we want to focus on, the thing that we choose to give our attention. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.